0: no other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the bible
1: welcome to simply the bible the through the bible teaching program of pastor daryl zachman of calvary chapel treasure valley today we return to the book of ezekiel where the prophet sees the glory of god entering the millennial temple from the east ezekiel is told to describe this temple to the house of israel so that they will be ashamed of their sins and keep all its ordinances we hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 42 on Simply the Bible. God took Ezekiel
0: into the future where he saw a temple that will exist during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel had an angel guide to measure the outer walls, the outer and inner courtyards, the temple sanctuary, and the various rooms for the use of the priests. The specifications were detailed and exact. Now, over the last two episodes, I've done my best to describe this temple to you, but I would refer you to the notes on the Simply the Bible podcast, where you will find a 3D video that takes you on a guided tour through this millennial temple. Today, we see the purpose of God showing Ezekiel all these things. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 42, verse 15. Now, when he had finished measuring the inner temple, he brought me out through the gateway that faces toward the east and measured it all around. He measured the east side with the measuring rod, 500 rods by the measuring rod all around. The side of one wall measured 500 rods. This probably means 500 of the long cubits and would then correspond with the measurements we were given earlier. The temple area was enclosed by four walls forming a square 875 feet by 875 feet. The total temple area was 765,625 square feet, enough for more than 13 football fields. Now, according to verse 20, the outer wall was to separate the holy from the common. I am afraid that there is not enough separation between the holy and the common in the lives of many believers today. The distinctions between the sacred and the secular have been blurred. The problem is that there is no standard of righteousness that everyone agrees upon. And the standards that exist are being perverted every day. But when God created the heavens and the earth, he separated light from darkness on the first day of creation. And in the New Testament, God tells his people to come out and be separate from this unclean world around them. Now, that does not mean that we should be like the self-righteous Pharisees, but it does mean that we should each be able to discriminate between what is holy and what is unholy. If we would be holy as God is holy, which, of course, Jesus told us to do, then we must form boundaries for ourselves that we do not cross. Chapter 43. Afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when he came to destroy the city. The visions were like the vision which I saw by the river Kebar, and I fell on my face, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate which faces toward the east." The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Now, 19 years earlier, Ezekiel had been taken from Babylon in a vision to Jerusalem where he saw the Lord leaving the temple through the east gate. This happened immediately before Jerusalem's destruction. Now Ezekiel sees The reverse of this, the Shekinah glory cloud of the Lord enters the temple through the east gate and he will never depart again. This is reminiscent of when the glory of the Lord first filled the tabernacle at Mount Sinai and again in Jerusalem when Solomon dedicated the temple. Verse 6. Then I heard him speaking to me from the temple while a man stood beside me. And he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. No more shall the house of Israel defile my holy name, they nor their kings by their harlotry or with the carcasses of their kings on their high places." When they set their threshold by my threshold, and their doorpost by my doorpost, with a wall between them and me, they defiled my holy name by the abominations which they committed. Therefore I have consumed them in my anger. Now let them put their harlotry and the carcasses of their kings far away from me, and I will dwell in their midst forever." So this temple will be the place of the Lord's throne on the earth. From here, Jesus Christ will reign for a thousand years. After that, God will create new heavens and a new earth. And then God will dwell with his people in the new Jerusalem that will come down from heaven. But the house of Israel will no longer defile the holy name of Yahweh as they had done previously by their worship of idols which God considered to be spiritual adultery. They had also defiled their worship with the carcasses of their kings on high places, or perhaps they were buried in places that were really sacred. This likely refers to both the placement and the veneration of the king's tombs so that they became idolatrous relics. But the former kings of Judah also put idol altars right next to the Lord's altar. Thus, they defiled his holy name by all their abominations. And for this reason, God consumed them in his anger. He destroyed Solomon's temple and drove them out of the land. But now they would put away all their abominations so that the Lord would dwell with them forever. Son of man described the temple to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their iniquities and let them measure the pattern. And if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the design of the temple and its arrangement, its exits and its entrances, its entire design and all its ordinances, all its forms and all its laws. Write it down in their sight so that they may keep its whole design and all its ordinances and perform them. This is the law of the temple. The whole area surrounding the mountaintop is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple. So, this was the main purpose that the Lord took Ezekiel on this guided tour of the entire temple complex, even calling out all of its measurements. When the house of Israel received this description of the holy temple that the Lord will build in the future, then they would be ashamed of their sins and their abominations that had defiled the previous temple. Of course, it was not only Solomon's temple that was destroyed, but also Herod's temple was destroyed in 70 AD, and that destruction followed the Jews rejecting Jesus Christ. But it would be in studying the design, measurements, arrangement, and ordinances of this millennial temple that they would come to repentance and diligently keep the ordinances in the future when the Lord builds this temple and then dwells among them forever. The law of the temple and the entire area surrounding the mountaintop will be absolute holiness. Now, in verses 13 through 17, the Lord gives the dimensions of the altar for burnt offerings in the inner courtyard. It would have three tiers. The bottom tier would be 28 feet square, the middle tier 24 and a half feet square, and the top tier 21 feet square. So it would sort of look like a square wedding cake. The total height from the ground to the top would be 19 and a quarter feet. There would be four horns on the four corners of the top tier with stairs leading up from the east side. Verse 18, And he said to me, Son of man, thus says the Lord God, These are the ordinances for the altar on the day when it is made for sacrificing burnt offerings on it and for sprinkling blood on it. You shall give a young bull for a sin offering to the priests, the Levites, who are of the seed of Zadok. "...who approach me to minister to me," says the Lord God, "...you shall take some of its blood and put it on the four corners of the altar, on the four corners of the ledge, and on the rim around it. Thus you shall cleanse it and make atonement for it. Then you shall also take the bull of the sin offering and burn it in the appointed place of the temple outside the sanctuary." Before this altar could be used for sacrifices, it would first have to be consecrated by these various offerings. These would be for the purpose of making the altar holy so that God would then accept the sacrifices made on it. This is very similar to the instructions that God gave to Moses when he consecrated the altar of the tabernacle. As the author of Hebrews points out in Hebrews 9.22, indeed, under the law, almost Everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Verse 22, on the second day you shall offer a kid of the goats without blemish for a sin offering, and they shall cleanse the altar as they cleansed it with the bull. And so they would then offer another sin offering of a kid of the goats. When you have finished cleansing it, you shall offer a young bull without blemish and a ram from the flock without blemish. When you offer them before the Lord, the priests shall throw salt on them and they will offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. Every day for seven days, you shall prepare a goat for a sin offering. They shall also prepare a young bull and a ram from the flock, both without blemish. Seven days, they shall make atonement for the altar and purify it and so consecrated. So each day for seven days, they would offer a goat, a bull, and a ram as burnt offerings. These were the offerings of consecration where the entire animal was placed on the altar. They would also throw salt on them, representing the salt of God's covenant. Now salt was used as a preservative and it speaks of the preserving quality of the word of God. After a week of these burnt offerings, the altar would then be purified. But wait a minute, you say, isn't it impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins? Yes, that is what we are told in Hebrews 10.4. The blood of bulls and goats could only cover sins until the better sacrifice of Jesus Christ came. For he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But as the former sacrifices pointed forward to the cross... These will point backwards to the cross and be a memorial of what Christ did in offering Himself a lamb without blemish. Verse 27, When these days are over, it shall be on the eighth day and thereafter that the priests shall offer your burnt offerings and your peace offerings on the altar, and I will accept you, says the Lord God. So after all this purification and consecration, then they could offer peace offerings which were like having a barbecue with God. The fatty portions would go to God, a portion of meat would go to the priest, and usually another portion of meat would go to the offerer. However, in this case, since only the priests were offering the peace offerings, the meat would only go to them and the Lord. After this, God would accept the offerings made on the altar. Now, aren't you glad that we have been accepted Not by all of these various offerings, but by the one offering that Jesus did. By his one sacrifice, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And that is why it is so important that we put our trust in him. It's not just enough to know what Jesus did for us, but we must personally appropriate that by putting our trust in Jesus Christ. And then we are accepted in the Beloved.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where God gives Ezekiel instructions about the east gate, the prince, and those who may enter the sanctuary. The priests who minister before the Lord will be holy. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.